On today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows, James waits for you in your shower, hidden up in that corner you hardly ever look at. John carries all his babies on his back, and both of them try to figure out how do you find clothes when you have this many legs. All this and more on today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows, the podcast that changed the world. And the beastly horde approached the castle gates as a ruinous multitude of malice, but the king was prepared. For the blue wizard had warned him. There will be danger, and there will be crossbows. Hello and welcome to another episode of There Will Be Crossbows. My name is James. I'm one of your two hosts. Hey, you know what two times four is? Eight. And you know what has eight legs? Uh, Well, a number of things, but um, I'm specifically talking about spiders because spiders is the theme of today's episode. But yeah, now that I think about it, scorpions also have eight legs. Um, Lobsters and crabs maybe have eight legs. Yeah, because there's the spider crab. So he would have to have eight legs, right? Or does he just look like a spider? Man, I've done very little research for this episode and it's starting to show. Uh, All right, let's kick off our spiders episode by giving John a call and seeing what he thinks about our eight-legged friends, specifically the spider ones. Hey, John. James. Sorry I'm in the bathroom. I'm dealing with a little issue here. Yeah, you look really stressed out. I don't know how to identify my different spiders. I think it's going to be, I think it's a wolf spider, but something has taken over the drain of my uh, bathtub and I don't know how to get him out without hurting him. I think you should just let him have the bathtub. You think I should give up my only shower and bathtub to a one inch long spider? It's probably not just that spider. This time of year, if it is a wolf spider, there are probably hundreds of babies that she has on her back as well. Oh no, so soon this bathtub's gonna be crawling with spiders. Just take a flashlight and flash it down the drain and you can tell because their teeny tiny little eyes will reflect back at you. So if you see hundreds of evil looking eyes from your drain, you'll know that that's the case. So you think they're already down there? You think this, this giant spider on the drain is just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak? The tip of the spiderberg, as it were? Is this really a time to be making clever wordplay? I think it's what the spider would do if the positions were reversed. What the spider is actually doing is staking a claim on a part of your house that seems fairly important to you for some reason. Well, John, it pisses me off. That spider does not pay rent. It does not have any claim to any part of my house. Then I think your course of action is clear. I was raised Buddhist, John. I, I, I can't just flush the whole thing out with Drano. Oh my God, is that the first place your mind went? What was that, not what you were implying? What were you implying? This is why you have to speak clearly. Otherwise, I think you're telling me to murder things. I guess the course of action is not clear. God, this is just what happened with that van full of orphans. You gave me vague, misleading advice, and it led to disaster. No, James, if you're not willing to just let the spider take the bathtub, then you have to painstakingly transplant them to a part of your house that you are willing to give up. Um... I can't move them outside the house? I can't give them the garden or my neighbor's lawn? It's about to be winter in Chicago. 
which means that is pretty much as much a death sentence as the Drano bath. You're right, and it's my upbringing. I just, I can't kill insects. Who are we to kill insects? Uh, we're, we're not gods. We just happen to be born a little bit bigger than them. I guess I do have a guest bedroom. It's probably the most logical outcome that I just turn the guest bedroom into the spider room, let them just infest the whole thing, and then when guests come over, be like, well, you can sleep on the couch, or if you want, you can, you know, go in the spider room. What I really like about having spiders completely infesting your house is that you know there's nothing else infesting your house. The spiders will eat or chase away all of the other little beasties that you might already have. I haven't seen a single other insect since Wolfie here showed up. That's what they eat. Whatever was infesting your house before, I don't know, did you have like fleas and ticks and roaches and birds and stuff in your house? Yeah, all of the above, and that's just, that's just the beginning. Probably. This is the best thing to ever happen to your apartment. There's a full-grown skunk running around here for a while, but I haven't seen him lately, too, so I assume the spiders got him. Damn! If the spider ate a skunk, you maybe need to have a lock on your bedroom door. You don't think the spiders would turn on me, do you? After I let them into my home? Once you get a taste for mammal, there is no turning back. You think the skunk was a red flag? You think I'm next? A skunk is one of those rare mammals that has, like, natural defenses. What do you have? I don't smell that bad, which usually is a good thing, but in this case makes me feel a little bit defenseless. If this wolf spider is not scared of a skunk, it is not scared of you. John, this sounds like war. But war in which one side is morally incapable of causing damage to the other side, which makes it a pretty one-sided war. I'm gonna lose this thing. I think you have to move. But I would still have to pay rent. I'm just going to have to bankroll this spider and its brethren? It's the moral thing to do. Oh, fuck me. I can't afford another apartment full of rent. This sucks. I wish there was another way out of this. Well, you should have thought about that before you started raising a brood of tiny little dependents. Look, it's not a tea party. I didn't send them a little envelope saying, come on over to my shower. I'm hosting. Make yourselves at home, you eight-legged fucks. No, they just showed up. Oh, on a slightly related note... I did get your note, and I will be attending your tea party. Thank you. I'm sorry I called you an eight-legged fuck. I liked it. I, I think that kind of language is funny, so I actually have it on my refrigerator. Listen, I, I don't know how to ask you this, but I can't afford rent in another place. Um, I got COVID tested last Wednesday. Uh, do you mind if I just come stay with you for a while until this all blows over? I would be happy to have you come here with me. Although I will warn you, a uh, good three quarters of my house has been taken over by spiders. If you're intent on buying the house, uh, I do have to come clean. There is, there is a basement. I know I said there wasn't, but there is in fact a basement. Oh good, the basement's the most important part. Well, the basement is not in as good of condition as the rest of the house for multiple reasons. I'm actually okay with that. Just between you and me, I was planning on making meth down there. It would make a great meth basement, but it'll require a little upkeep first. So there's a large buildup of dust is one problem. And another problem is that it has been taken over as the lair of Kongor, the giant spider king. God damn it. The place I'm moving out now has a spider king in the basement. Congor cannot be defeated by a mere mortal. Look, I I'm just a mere mortal. I I'm, 
I'm immortal with deep psychological problems, which have caused me to resort to drugs and to selling drugs. I'm no match for an immortal spider demon. Well, there may be a way out of this. Uh, you know, I was thinking, you get all hopped up on meth, and maybe you can give old Congor a run for his money. Even if he kills me, at least I'll be on meth! I think we should probably go ahead and settle this now, because I have had people view the house and ultimately meet their demise at the hands of Congor. Hold on. Let me meth this meth. You meth that meth so hard that you're all methed out right now. <laughs> Downstairs, moments later. Who dares enter the lair of Congor, the Spider King? It's me, Jeb. Jeb. Come closer, young Jeb. I have something to give you. Holy fuck, you're a big spider. But I'm very sweet, Jeb. Come closer. Congor shall make you his latest concubine. I like the sound of that. Upstairs, that realtor thinks I've been killing all his young folks who come to check out the house, but instead, I've been making them my human slaves. It's a sweet gig, should you want to get in on that. And since you're clearly methed out, you seem ripe to make a bad decision. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I should do. I'm going to do more meth. Hey, Jeb, don't be greedy. Why don't you share some of that meth with Congor? Here you go, Congor. I got plenty of meth, because I make it myself. You know, this basement would make a good meth lab. I'd be willing to share some space if you, uh, are willing to make me some, some meth on the regular. Here, let me just meth this up real quick. Mm, that's good meth. Congor approves. Hey, Mr. Realtor. I defeated Congor with compromise. This episode of There'll Be Crossbows is brought to you by Arachnopods. Traditionally, when you're a supervillain wanting to make a quick getaway, you toss down a smoke pod. That is so 20th century. The 21st century alternative, Arachnopods. Simply put three Arachnopods in your palm, throw them at the ground, and they explode into a cloud of spiders. Creating the perfect distraction while you make a hasty getaway. Arachnopods! Available right now on my website, www.evilJoe.com. Hey folks, it's James here with an Amazon product review. This week, John sent me the McMiller Far From Home Spider-Man costume. It is a Spider-Man costume from the Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, featuring Spider-Man. Uh, cheap. Price was right on this one, 35 bucks, and uh, they have a range of sizes. So if you have a kid or something and want to get this for your kid, they've got that. Uh, they go up to adult triple XL. So if you have three kids, all three would fit in one costume and you'd save a lot on Halloween. So just a pro tip. Um, I did an adult medium, fit like a glove. Public service announcement. Uh, wearing a superhero costume does not give you superhero powers. Did I learn this the hard way? Maybe. Is my arm broken from jumping off the top of my apartment building? Maybe. Did I try it twice after that again just to see if maybe this time the spider slinging webs would work? Maybe. So long story short, I uh, realized that the suit will not actually give you the powers of Spider-Man. It will merely make you look like Spider-Man. But actually, there's a lot of cool things you can do when you look like Spider-Man. Specifically, petty crimes. 
because everybody expects Spider-Man to solve petty crimes, not necessarily commit them. For example, I went to a store that had just been broken into and I wore my Spider-Man costume. And as the clerk was telling me the description of the person who had robbed them, uh, he didn't even notice that I was sneaking a bunch of Little Debbies into a small bag that I brought with me. It was the easiest shoplifting I've ever done. Later, I found a woman whose purse had just been stolen by a goon. So I tracked him down. He immediately turned over the purse because he's scared. He's like, ah, Spider-Man, here, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, don't beat me up. And I'm like, all right, I'll let you off easy this time. And then, of course, uh, he went away and I had a new purse filled with all sorts of goodies. Guys, I gotta tell you, the money I made just from stealing a purse and then reselling some stolen little Debbies to a drug dealer for 50 cents a pop, uh, I paid for this costume and then some. Anyway, super impressed with this one. Um, full five stars for the Spider-Man costume. Look, Kenny, I found a walking stick. Isn't that Grandpa's walking stick? Doesn't he need that to walk? Uh, look, Grandpa's not going to be needing this walking stick anymore, okay? Byron, did you finally kill Grandpa? He was pretty much dead already. I mean, he was 64 years old. This isn't how it was supposed to go. We had a plan. We were going to make it look like an accident. You were reckless. What did you do? We were in the woods. We were on a little... Here, let's just do this in a flashback. It'll be easier. Oh, Byron, I appreciate you taking this old timer out for one last stroll in the woods before I die on my 65th birthday. Let's go stroll dangerously close to that cliff, Grandpa. Oh, well, my bones aren't as strong as I used to be when I was 62. You are super decrepit for a 64-year-old. I have not had good health care. Dang, why weren't we born in Canada? I hope your generation fares better, but it's looking bleak, kid. Now, what did you want to show me on this cliff? I wanted to show... Yoink! Got your walking stick. Oh, balls! I'm falling over! And Grandpa splatted on the forest floor below like a wily coyote. Jesus. Well, if nobody saw you walking with him, we might still be able to get out of this, and then we get his inheritance. Since he spent no money on good health care, he's got hundreds of thousands of dollars that he gets to pass on to his grandchildren once he dies. I saw an opportunity and I took it. Next in our to-do list, let's go visit Grandma. Preparing my house for a possible love connection Scrubbing and washing to make a good impression When suddenly from underneath the closet door Crawls a spider bigger than one I'd ever seen before Hello, my name is Kaminar, she said with a bow I'd like to let you know that this is my house now There was nothing within reach with which I could stab it it's in your interest, the spider said, if you just let me have it. This is the tale of why my house is now on fire. There was nothing I could do, the situation was dire. I cannot feel remorse for the arson that I did. I had to do it to escape the arachnid. 
The time has come, the spider said, to strip you of your face. You're a waste of space. You're gonna disappear without a trace. You've been a disappointment to all your potential dates. They should have done what I would have. Spiders eat bad mates. They were much, much kinder, but I can't watch anymore. You're dull and unimaginative, you're pretty, but a bore. The spider lunged at me and nearly bit my ass. When struck by inspiration, I trapped it under a glass. This is the tale of why my house is now on fire. There was nothing I could do. The situation was dire. I cannot feel remorse for the arson that I did. I had to do it to escape the arachnid. I had bought myself some time holding Kaminar at bay. I ran to my shed where my tools are all displayed. I grabbed my axe and crowbar and in case of an attack. I grabbed my World War II flamethrower and I strapped it on my back. I ran back to the house for a final confrontation. She'd escaped from the glass which caused me some frustration. I tried returning back outside but much to my chagrin. The doors were boarded up now. She had locked me in. Kaminar, reveal yourself, I shouted out with rage. I realized she had trapped me. This house was now my cage. I started smashing with the crowbar, broke everything I owned. Nothing else mattered but ridding the spider from my home. With all my strength drained, I slumped against the wall. And then I heard her voice emanating from the hall. You can't stop me. It's time to meet your doom. Come, feast with Kaminar. I'm waiting in your room. This is the tale of why my house is now on fire. There was nothing I could do. The situation was dire. I cannot feel remorse for the arson that I did. I had to do it to escape the arachnid. I wasn't letting her win, I couldn't go out like this, so I fired up the flamethrower and let the mofo rip. The entire first floor went up in flames abruptly, a small price to pay, so Kamina could not corrupt me. I heard her screaming from a distance, the smoke was getting thick. I jumped out the nearest window, I fell and broke three ribs. I watched in pain as the house burned, but I knew that I had won. The torment would finally be done. And that's when I came to you, Mr. Insurance Man. I'm just checking to make sure this is all covered in my plan. Surely you understand it was all quite necessary. May have overreacted a bit, but this spider was quite scary. I'm sorry, am I to understand that you burnt your own house down because you saw a spider and you're asking us to cover that damage? Uh, yes, that's right. Well, we need to go over some details about your plan. See, first off, there's something called um, personal cause. And what happens when there's a case in which the person... This is the tale of why my house is now on I, fire. Not there me was finish. nothing I could I do. Trying the to, situation sir? was dire. I cannot feel remorse for the arson that I did. I had to do it to escape the arachnid. It's time for Crossbow University, now featuring the new requirement, cameras on during all online class. Oh, never mind. No, we don't want to see that. Cameras off.
Camera's off. Today we're very excited because we have our best guest ever. We have right in front of us the incredible, the amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man, welcome. Oh my God, thanks, John. Uh, you can call me Peter. Peter's fine. This is like so cool. Nobody asked me to do anything. The Avengers never let me go out with him because I'm not old enough to drink. And uh, last time we went out, uh, I called Hawkeye a slut and he's still kind of mad about that. There's a lot that's been said over the years about how you got your powers. Would you like to fill us in on the real story? So when I was 15, I still hadn't ever uh, kissed uh, anybody. And so I tried my first kiss on a tarantula. Um, and I used tongue, and that was my mistake. So then I started feeling sick for a little while, and then eventually I had all the powers that you, you see now. You have to have some side effects of having spider powers. What's something freaky? Uh, well, some larger spiders uh, have a lifespan of, you know, up to 15 years, but most of them have a lifespan of only one to two years. So there's a good chance I'm actually dying right now. Do you ever wish that you'd gotten the powers of some other animal? Oh my god, like every day, like why couldn't I have been Kitten Man? And all I do is literally scratch things and curl up on a little ball. Or, I don't know, uh, Dolphin Man? I just get to swim all the time? What is the most annoying thing about having these gnarly powers? Okay, well you're an actor. You know how like people at parties are always like, Hey, act right now. Do something for us. And you're like, no, that's not how it works. Well, people do that with me too, being Spider-Man. They're like, oh, shoot some webs or something. And I'm just like, guys, fuck off. Before you settled on the name Spider-Man, did you try out anything else? Well, originally, yeah, I was a spider prepubescent boy. But then when my egg sack dropped, I uh, switched it to Spider-Man. Go ahead. Feel free to spill the tea. How many people have you actually killed? You can tell us. Uh, okay. Well, you know how they always show, like, me stopping trains and subway cars right before they plunge to their demise, uh, killing all the passengers inside? Well, uh, they only show the ones that are successful. There's probably been three or four times I've, you know, completely whiffed it and lost a whole train car full of people. So somewhere in the neighborhood of probably... I don't know, uh, six to 10,000 people are probably dead because of me. Wow, that is not the number I was expecting to hear. Yeah, well, you know, take away the myth from the man, and that's what you get. Spider-Man, thanks so much for joining us today. Any final words of advice that the rest of us should live by? Okay, so you know they are always talking about how, like, with real power comes real responsibility. Try never to have any power whatsoever, because, uh, spoilers, responsibility sucks. Responsibility is not fun whatsoever. I just want to be a kid. Also, I don't know who needs to hear this, but uh, don't make out with spiders. Well, it's official. The car is dead. I suppose it's time to get a new car then, right? I've been so attached to this one, I had it since I was 16 years old. Well, honey, it's bound to happen. It only has three wheels. The windshield is uh, basically shattered into a million pieces, and the steering wheel has got that weird sloth that keeps clinging on to it that we couldn't shake off. I know. I love all those things so much. But honey, they just weren't practical. The car, the car wouldn't drive anymore. It was just a, you know, a weird art piece at some point. It's going to take me a minute. I don't think I can just go out and get a new car right away. Are you crying? You crying because your, your damn car is done? It's been more of a friend to me than anybody else on this whole damn planet. I always suspected that you liked that car more than you liked me. And now I think that's just about confirmed. Uh, I mean, the car lets me fuck it whenever I want. I'm sorry, what? Is that what you've been doing out there? Matilda is very, very given. Oh, so it's a female car now. It's a lady car, huh? That you've been out there fucking behind my back. <laughs>
I never really asked. I don't know if cars have gender or not. Well, you certainly wanted to give it one, huh? It met your little fantasy. You were off there sticking your diddly in the tailpipe or whatever you did. Not always the tailpipe. There are, I mean, she's real rusty. There are lots of places. It's just, she's been with me for so long. <laughs> well, honey, I should come clean. I, uh, I knew you and the car had a special thing going on, and uh, it was me who cut the engine wires. Well, since we know now that it's the engine wires that is the problem, I could just go tape them back up. She could be alive again. No, Earl, I think it's very clear. If you walk out that door to go fix Matilda's engine wires, when you come back, I will not be here. The kids will not be here. The dog will still be here because I hate that fucking dog. But we're gone. You got to choose between Matilda and, as a bonus, the dog or your family and you still retain the dog. He's on both sides of the, the bargaining table here. Clarice, when you and I got married, I asked Matilda what she thought, and she was all in favor of you. I cannot believe that you will not return the favor. She's a car, Earl. I'm a lady. Come out and talk to her. You'll see. I will not look her in the eyes. There I'm saying it, her. It's important to me. And the sloth on the steering wheel is our baby. Honey, you make your choice. Is it the car, the dog, and that sloth? Or is it me and the kids? Maybe it's just time. Maybe it's time I just bit the bullet, split myself in half. <sighs> now there's two of me. Hey there, good to see you. Thanks, good to see you too. Which one you want? I'll take the car. Good, I'll take the family. Where's the dog going again? I can't remember. Kids, your dad got hopped up on meth and split himself in two, so we're going to go. One of us is coming with you. All right, I'll take the right side. The right side always was your favorite side. I'll take the right side of this car fucking meth junkie. Today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by Baby's First Egg Sack. Does your human baby want to grow into a full-grown spider? Well, you'll need to start training early. Studies have shown that babies who are exposed to spider-like anatomical features at ages 6 to 8 months are 42% more likely to turn into spiders on the morning of the 18th birthday. That's where we come in. Baby's First Egg Sack is the third part of the WebTech spider training system. Once your baby has mastered Baby's First Spider Vision goggles and Baby's First Additional Six Legs, your baby will be ready to give the egg sack a go. It's a large mesh bag filled with plastic balls that you can Velcro to the back of your baby's onesie, simulating the weight and feeling of pulling around a sack of thousands of tiny eggs of your own arachnid spawn, but with material that feels great against your baby's skin. Babies deserve the best, and you can't afford to wait to prepare your little one for an eventual transformation into a full-grown spider. Trust us, your spider baby will someday thank you. Amazon product review time. This week, James sent me something from Amazon that I didn't even know was possible. It's an edible, dehydrated zebra tarantula in a can. One of these things can be yours for only $30. Why would anyone want to eat a tarantula in a can? Oh, just in case you're wondering, it's barbecue flavor. The fact that this product exists proves that civilization is broken, and we need to start over from the beginning. 
I think taking small bites is not going to be the way to go with this tarantula. I think it is pop the whole thing in your mouth. Okay, there's no more stalling. It's time to pop this bad boy into my face hole. Oh God. Oh God, I can feel the hairs. Oh, uh -oh. swallow, swallow. Is it possible this thing is still alive? It feels like it's moving. Okay, just, no. Okay, okay, I swallowed it. Oh, I can feel it slowly moving down my esophagus. Oh God, oh, oh. For my first foray into meat, that was not the way I would have chosen to go. Oh God. Okay, well I can't say I liked it, but it certainly was a spider in a can. So I have no choice but to give it five stars. Whoa. This planet should make a very suitable replacement for Earth. Excellent. Uh, what should we do about the giant man-eating spiders that have infested the planet? That's one of the things that makes this planet so ideal. Sure, they're probably deadly, but that's only if you're not paying attention. Most importantly, they're delicious. We have a small crew. Do we want to head back to Earth and um, get some reinforcements before we uh, decide to wage war on the alien spider planet? You know my philosophy, Barnaby. There's no time for making war like the present time. Captain Stockholm, I don't know if you realize our numbers, but there's, I don't know, four to five humans here who can hold some sort of space weapon. I don't know if you want to use the laser guns or the, you know. I was completely comfortable with the generic term space weapon. There seem to be about, uh, I don't know, from our initial scans, eight to 15 million giant spiders on the planet. I'm very hungry, Barnaby. I'm sorry it's come to this, but I, I don't trust your leadership. And I will not be sent to my certain death by alien spiders. We have come across the vast distances of space. It's taken us three whole days to get here and I'll be damned if I'm going to erase that progress by going all the way back to Earth to get reinforcements. It's down to just you and me. The other four just took the escape pod. They're headed back to Earth. Well, I hope they're happy that they wasted the better part of a week on this journey. What if we tried to negotiate with the alien spiders? So instead of attacking them head on, first, we make good with them, get on the inside, get to know their inner workings, and then we wait for the right moment to strike and become their new leaders. That goes against every fiber of my being, but it is so crazy it just might work. I'm putting down the landing ramp, and uh, looks like a couple of them are here already, so let's, uh, let's go see if we can uh, talk some sense into these, these aliens. <sighs> Greetings, noble spider. <laughs> Spiders, I'm glad you enjoyed my sacrifice of that guy. Hey, can I come? <laughs> Where is the one who brings the math? That's going to bring us to the end of today's episode. So for all my arachnophobes out there who really suffered through this one, you no longer have to think about spiders until you're sleeping tonight and they crawl into your mouth. If you enjoyed today's show, we would love it if you told a friend about the podcast. And if you want to chat with us directly or see some bonus content that we post, come join our Facebook group, The Crossbow Club. 
And of course, you can always reach us directly at therewillbecrossbows at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a good week.